This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right, time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm okay. You know, it's that part of the year where you're... Cabin fever has really taken over to the point where I know for me personally, last weekend I pretty much didn't leave the house. Really? Yeah, I just okay. said, you know what, I got done with work, and I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going outside. I'm not doing anything. And then you said, I, I, but I want to. I want to be outside. I, I'm sick of looking at the inside of my house. Mm-hmm. But I, anyway, so I, not that I want to sit here and talk about weather, but. It's just that odd time of the year where I'm really anticipating spring. And then what really happens with me is Saturday was the first day I was able to watch baseball on television. And that's when it starts, the juices flowing. I'm surprised the game's not on now because they're playing in the Grapefruit League right now. Right, but I don't think it's televised today. Oh, maybe not. Okay. I think it might just be on the radio. But that's right. when it does it for me. Could we play the radio during this show? No. In, oh, okay. We I, just thought, do that. I thought we could do that. It's this so, little thing called rights. Rights. And yeah. so did you not, um, you don't correlate this spring feeling to the golf show? A little bit. So okay. we did the golf show Friday, and you walk around and you start to get but I did was we had the trip to Mexico sure, a few so weeks ago, it, yeah. so I had a little bit of that, okay. and, and and that was fun. But then it was you know we knew coming back to reality, then we get the s- snowstorm that wasn't as epic as we initially thought, but whatever. Yeah, so I just I'm 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 ready. Couple of great stories from the golf show. So I went with a couple of buddies, okay. right? And because you are uh, a massive golf, guy. I, I am a big golf fan, right? Some years I'm more into it than others, but this year I'm going to be into it. I can just feel it. So, um, so one of my buddies, his name is Ronick, and you know how they have like in the GMC booth, they'll have like a couple of sweet gals, like some kind of GMC models. Okay, and he he turns to me and goes, I wonder what this booth is all about, and I'm like. What do you mean the the ten GMC trucks are not enough for you to understand? Is the G- so he walks up and like is asking the most inane questions to this girl. Uh, so what brand of trucks do you have in this booth? I don't know. Maybe GMC. I'm like, oh God. Is he this, was just doing it just to acquire the young woman's just time, just trying to get a little bit of her yeah. attention, and then okay. he just walks away because he's just lost, right? But then right next to where you guys broadcast. There was the the bar, yeah. And in that bar, there was a guy there. I'm forgetting his name, but he invented a drink called Doogie McShanks. Did you see that? No. It's a golfer with the. He looks like um like an old time golfer with the short pants and the long things. Okay. And yep. it's a it's a um bootlegger like right. So a a, a lime flavored bootlegger vodka lime drink. Sure. In a can, it's made by the people um. Tattersall? No, no, no. It's it's up north. Name of the big brewer up north. Elysian. In Duluth. In Duluth. Um, oh, uh, Ben Paddle. Um, yeah, that's not it. I'm I'm forgetting where it is. But they made this, and the name of the product is Doogie McShanks. Okay. Right. And he said they're just killing it. Every golf course they go to, 100. percent And I said Canal Park. Um. No. Yeah, in Canal Park. Well, look up Doogie McShanks. Fitgers. No. Um, Boomtown, no, Lake maybe, Superior. But what about Stillwater? Stillwater. Oh, Liftbridge. Liftbridge. Thank God. Okay, okay I couldn't remember. I, my mind just wasn't working. Doogie so the, McShanks. Yeah, Doogie McShanks. The packaging is great. It has a golfer, and it says like one little sips to get rid of the yips, right? So like, <laughs> I mean, it's just great, great packaging. So, um, and and they, they were good. And I was wondering 
I, there's no way you guys didn't have a Doogie McShanks. You guys were eight feet away from him serving those. So do you want to hear my personal? Well, finish your thought. That, well, my thought is I think Doogie McShanks is going to be a huge, huge, huge winner at golf courses. I'm right? seeing the can right now. That's I mean, very isn't cool. it great? It's yeah. like an old time golfer, but the the labeling's great. It's six percent alcohol, and so oh, is it a seltzer or what is it? No, it's a it's a um, bootlegger. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha, so gotcha. it's just a lemonade and vodka or whatever it is, okay. right? And then they're coming out with a little bit of lime in there, and they're coming out with a. Oh, this will be a massive hit on it, the golf it's course. It's already a massive hit, right? Oh, and they're yeah. distributed by this by Capital, the people that distribute uh, um, Bud Light. So I mean, they're they're all they're going to be all over the place. Sure. But at golf courses alone, they're going to be big. But my whole genesis of this talk is I was like seeing so many people with GL bags, and I started talking <laughs> to a couple people. And they're like, "Oh, you used to be on the beer show. What happened?" So many people remember the beer show. Aww. Isn't that weird? That's cool. I know. It made me want to go back on to Score North and just do two to four hours a day about the beer show from maybe noon to four. We could have that time slot. Right? Well, you'd be busy. I was going to say, there, there'd be this little thing so called GL. Me and like a dog way. or a parrot could do the first two hours, and then at two o'clock when you're done with GL, you could come over and we could do two to four on Score North. Joe um, had a bit of a revelation when he saw all these people walking around with the garage logic bags and he he was looking around saying wow wow this is really really cool yeah and then he found out about mm, two minutes later basically everyone that had walked into the golf show was given one of these bags and he thought He's like, uh, but he had perceived it as people were asking for them. Oh, got it. You know, so it was kind of funny to be part of that. So he he is like John Kerry. Remember John Kerry's married to the Heinz family? Yes. So every time someone uses a ketchup packet, he gets a nickel. He's thinking every time he sees a bag with gel on it, he's yeah, like, right. oh my God, if I get 40 cents from every single person who has a bag here, I'm rich. So my golf show transit story, you asked why I didn't have anything. Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I did not. So Wednesday, part of the group, the show group text, me, mm-hmm. Joe, Rook, John, and Kenny, it was, hey, dip bleep. Uh, are you going to the station, then to the golf show and yeah. back? And I had made the mistake of saying, yes. Yeah. Great, you're driving me. And oh, I good. thought, oh, okay. crap. All right. To which then Kenny said, cool, I'm right, I'm tagging along. And I thought, well, how did this just happen? What? So I came here to print off stuff and do the various things. Then they rode with me to the convention center. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We did the show, and then I drove them back to the station yeah, after okay. because because that was a mistake. It was, yeah, and I should have known better. Mm-hmm. But it was also once the show was done. What those guys don't realize is, well, just because we're done doing the show, that doesn't mean it's done. I still yeah. have to edit the thing. I still have to yeah, produce yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. I still have to upload the thing. There's other stuff mm-hmm. that goes on. So I'm I'm getting. Let's go. Come on, let's go. I yeah. said I'm I'm. I'm, I'm posting the show mm. right they, now. God forbid Joe walks around the golf show for a minute. Well, that's what I said. I, right. I said, Joe, just walk around and just go, go look buy at some a shirt stuff. and some balls and some shoes. I, I mean, Tim Tim Bloom from EcoFun had the big four wheeler right there. Right there. Yeah, I talked to one of his sales guys anyway, on Sunday. So just, that, just was, looking uh, at. that was Well, that my was extent. a fun time. I remember, uh, have you heard of the new movie Cocaine Bear? I have. Why do I think that would be a great name for Kenny? He just looks like that, right? He just looks like a bear. Okay. And I think he did drugs in the past, right? Okay. Like a long time ago, maybe. I, uh, and I just, I see him like getting in the back of your car because you're driving him someplace and you go back there later on and the like all of the interiors are ripped apart because a cocaine bear is back there. The funniest thing I saw associated with that uh, in terms of social media was there was a still photo of 
the Coca-Cola Christmas bear. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. And the younger Coca-Cola Christmas bear has got his bottle of Coca-Cola in his big paw, and he's looking at it all sad. Mm -hmm. And it says, when you're the other Coke bear that didn't get a movie deal. Yes. And I thought, okay, that's funny. That was pretty good. So if you're not knowing what, if you do not know what we're talking about, there is a movie called Cocaine Bear, right? I think that's what it is. Yes. I've not seen it yet. But it is. It it reminds me of kind of the same genre as snakes on the plane, <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Where you're just like, oh, that seems like an odd thing to have. I don't know if you'll if you'll feel the same way as me, mm-hmm. but there there was a, a period, a couple of years ago, where I just came to the realization that I'm going to stop trying to pretend to keep up with everything. Yeah. I yeah. just I don't care. But you're in the business where you have to. Not really. I, I mean, to to certain things, but it's one of those deals where. I don't care. I don't. I don't need to know about that. That that, know, that, that that's never going to bother me. Are you? Um, are you referring to movies? Well, just you know, because there there happens to be this section of the public that has this Marvel fascination and why we need to release a Marvel movie every twenty eight minutes. And yeah, I, I don't give a damn. That that and, I don't and, and I'm not ripping. If you want to go to uh, every Marvel movie ever made every two weeks, that's fine. You do you do you. I'm just just leave me alone. I don't care. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not a big. I, I I don't the Ant Man. I don't get it. I don't well, get why I don't, people I don't are watching. Care. Yeah, I don't care. That, that although it, it blends the suspension of disbelief in movies that I truly hate. Right when Tom Cruise is rock climbing and he says, "Oh, I need to jump to that other rock twenty feet over and then catch it with my hands and not fall to his death." Right. right when they do that, you have a problem the, b- believing. That. I have a yeah. I can't suspend my disbelief for that long. But in a Marvel movie. Right, you have to suspend your disbelief because no one can be an Ant Man, right? No one can fly. What I like to do with my kids when we're watching a movie—not Ant Man or, sure. or, or something like that—but I'll say, "Oh, that's totally believable." You know, I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll look at them and they'll say, "Dad, that's impossible." Um, so we got an email from Kendall, subject line Weekly Scramble, and he says this: "As a devoted Garage Logician P1 listener, I have to admit." I've never listened to the Weekly Scramble, as I assumed it was all sports talk. Really? I finally listened to last week's podcast. I was on a road trip. Great show. You and Mike are very funny. Thank you. Uh, I love the evil dog segment and agree cats are a nuisance. Great job. Why do I not remember the evil dog segment? Um, don't question that, because what if he's listening to a different show and he's giving us the credit for a great show, but he's listening to something totally different? Um, evil dog, that dog that was returned a few times. That's the what it was. Named Ralph, That's I think his exactly name was, right? what it was. Okay. Yeah, where Ralph was a prick, I think, so as was, I quoted. It yes. was our show. It was our show. Okay, Thank good, God. good. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder why people would, well, you know, what we have to remember to do at the beginning of the show, because our devoted listeners, those 45 dudes, yeah, right? Yes. Um, they know us, Mike Fratelloni, Chris Reavers. They, they know do. us. But they we do. should have at the beginning, like, a, a short bio of you. Because Why? you're well, because people know they, they may oh, or may okay. not know I, I get you. What you're saying. Right? I There's get what something, you're saying. right? And then me, they could just say, "Tag along, Mike." <laughs> right? Just something like that. Have one of those real deep voice guys do it. Okay, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll put that into the works with our crack production. Yeah, staff. can we get Tony Which Lee to do that? Happens to be me. Okay, I so thought we had. Fine. Don't we have a big voice talent? Like, yeah, we do. Yeah. Do we? Who we got it? it. We, it's Tony. Yeah, Tony. But he doesn't work here anymore. But no, he what, does. Oh, he does. Yeah, he still does stuff for us. Oh, I did not know that. Because yeah. I think we need one of those guys that sounds like, you know, that when you go to a movie and they play that surround sound and it's a guy. Oh, I think yeah. we need a little bit of that. In a world. Yes. In fact, there is a guy that does videos for He's at Dairy Queen. Okay. In a world 
where a woman is upset at her French fry order. Oh, so he'll do serious. Those are good. And the yeah. best was he was walking around his house. I know. I I often get accused of being the easy mark. Mm-hmm. Think I, I'm humored very easily with things just like this. And he was basically doing the big voice guy stuff with his cat in his oh. house. And I thought that that was very funny. Those are good. I don't know if you've heard, I hate when we talk about Twitter and I hate when we talk about videos, but there's a video of guys <laughs> that do like, um, where they have like a cat and a dog talking to each other and the dog will hit, the cat will hit the dog and it's this guy's voiceover work. It's so great. But but more importantly, I don't know if you heard the big news because I know this is going to be shocking to you, that they think that COVID might have started from a lab we, uh... in China. Did you... Did you hear about that? I, I you know, I, I re- basically replied with, "I'm so old." Oh, you're, how old are you? I remember being being in a place where you were ridiculed, Rid- uh, not uh, only ridiculed, you were ostracized, ostracized. You were kicked off of social media, yeah. and now it's possible, not with 100 percent certainty, right? They're yeah. not 100 percent certain, but they're they fall onto the we think it's likely that maybe the Wuhan. Uh, Department of Virology for COVID studies in bats, 300 feet away from this uh, wet market, might have been the place where it all started. Shocking. I know. Shocking. I think that was the one time that I thought John Stewart. I'm like, good for you, John Stewart. Remember when John Stewart said, "What?" Like he he had. Oh he, yes, yes. Where yes, he just I was like, that. "Of course it happened at that. How could it not have happened?" I thought. But you know what? I you know what I really think is kind of interesting. What's that? Is I make that comment like I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and I say something where I sound like. Not fully educated, but minorly educated. I don't even know where Wuhan, China is. I have no idea if there's a wet market there. I have no idea. Like, none of this have I verified. You're not going to visit that anytime soon. I'm probably soon. not going to go to Wuhan. Okay. But I would like to, I'd go, woo, 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 woo. That's, that's what they do in Wuhan. That's double O. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> couldn't think of anything better than that. Um, so, I was looking for another email that I had, uh, that I had saved for this, but I got to tell you. When I get into the, and I don't know if other people are as guilty as me of this, but you get into that, okay, let's just get there, right? Everyone's in that, mm. let's just get there mode, yeah, right? Because I was talking about this at the beginning of the show. Let's just get there. And I always think, well, wait a minute, because in my home, I am married to someone that absolutely despises every element of winter. Okay. Not even, it, it's it's lessened a tiny bit. Because of well, the boys like going sledding and they like yeah, having yeah, fun. Yeah. So that has lessened it a bit. Okay, but it gets to the. I'm not kidding when I say this, Mike. It gets to the point, and it's always post holidays because she loves Christmas. Yeah, you and gotta she loves love that. Everything about right? Christmas yeah. and doing all the Christmas stuff for the kids. She loves that part. And then the new year, it's great. And then okay, all of a sudden it's mid January. And then for instance, we had a, we had a vacation. Looks so forward you, to. So you, we were, you good. were able to get out. Yeah. And now it's. Okay, F this. Sure. I'm done with every part of this. And usually this happens about the beginning of February. Well, now it's this. And all of a sudden it becomes my fault. Oh, I got that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know that because person, yep. because she'll say, Well, I only live here because of you. And 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 and, and I say, Well, but but your family lives here now. Sure. And, and isn't you, this cr- And oh, by the way, Toots, you were from Iowa. So no big cracks like, oh, what are you going to do? Go south uh, 400 miles and well, think it's way better in Iowa? She did go to high school in western South Dakota. Oh, western South Dakota. Okay. But it's but it's her logic behind it being my fault is, had we not gotten married, 
she would have moved to a warm state. Oh, and okay. I would say, no, yeah. no, you wouldn't have. You, you, you tell you, her, good luck, go for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But now she's got kids. Too. Now you got to stay here. Now you're least, trapped. Yeah, at least for another ten years till they're both through college. Yes. Um, I was looking up something on on uh, Google as we were talking, mm-hmm. and when we were talking about how. You stop paying attention to things, right? Like the the modern like cocaine bear when we were talking about those movies. <laughs> yeah. I think for me it was when the movie The Shape of Water won the best uh, Academy Award for Best Picture. Do you remember the movie The Shape of Water? I remember the name, but I know I did not. It's see a woman it. who loves a swamp thing, who falls in love and and oh, has sex, sex scenes with a swamp creature, and that won Best Picture. And when I watched that, I thought, that's it. I'm done. Like I, I no longer, I no longer can care. And where I'm going with this is that I think what's going to happen this year is your movie is going to win Best Picture because they're going to finally have to get back to some kind of sanity. That or All Quiet on the Western Front, right? But your movie, Top Gun, is either going to win Best Picture because it, America needs like. Just to have something a glimmer easy of hope and just yes. something easy. And All Quiet on the Western Front has like, you know, the, the protagonist is a German in this case. So it's kind of tough because you're like, ah, we really don't want the Germans to win this. Incredible movie. Have you watched that yet? No, I have not. Unbelievable. I, I've heard I've It heard just heard that makes you good. think, why do we go to war? Like, what is going on? But in 2017, The Shape of Water won. So if your if your show doesn't win, if Top Gun doesn't win in reverse, I'd ask you to go watch The Shape of Water and then go ahead and write a strongly worded letter to the Academy to say, what are you thinking when you let a piece of crap like The Shape of Water win? And yet <laughs> Top Gun, the only movie that you've ever loved, like romantically, isn't going to win. Right. So I, that would be a little test for you. Shape of Water wasn't a bad movie. Just wasn't the best movie ever that year. Odd, odd that you would bring that up because Rookie finally did give his what was allowed his eight second movie review of of Top Gun Maverick on today's Garage Logic episode because he finally watched it I believe it was last night. Really? And I think... What took him so long? Well, it's because it's Rookie. He had five episodes of The Bachelor to to watch before he was able to watch Top Gun Maverick. But he and Kenny thought, meh, okay. And you had the same reaction, but... I yeah. believe that those two, Rook and Kenny, had that reaction because I think you're going to come away with a much, much different opinion of said movie if you watch it for the first time at home as opposed to watching it for the, for the first time in the theater. Yeah, I watched it in the theater, and I, I had the old, I know, eh, I know. Whatever. I know you it was did. So, I mean, I could, I could write down... Top Gun 3 on a piece of, not even a piece of scratch paper. I could do it on a post-it note and tell you exactly what's going to happen. Okay, and that's what Kenny said, too. It was way too predictable. Now I remember what I was going to bring up with you. It was surprising, though, when he died at the end. I never thought. Don't, don't. Oh, spoiler alert. Tom Cruise (laughs) dies at the end. Just kidding. He doesn't die. Maybe or maybe not. If you haven't seen it, you'll have to watch now. So you had mentioned before the show about the new, are we calling it the new CEO of the Minnesota State Fair? What are we What are we calling the official title of yeah, let's see. recently I think, I think retired Jerry Hammer? Uh, new marketing, longtime marketing chief. Marketing chief yeah. Jerry Hammer. And I didn't say this on GL only because I'm not really allowed to talk on that show. Okay. But secondly, it's just. It was kind of a passing comment, but I thought since you are Mr. State Fair, you are Mr. St. Paul, I thought about bringing this up with you. Isn't that 
And again, I'm sure. What, what's her name? You've got the story. Her name in front is of you. Renee Alexander. She's 56. Okay, I know she's she's been involved with the state fair yep. for a very long time. She is the definition of working her way up through the ranks. She started as an intern, I believe, in the 80s. In 1989, the okay. year I graduated from high school. So she nice? has she has legitimately worked her way up through the very bottom. So I'm not what I'm about to say. I'm not ripping her in any way, but I'm just saying with someone in that role. The machine that is the Minnesota State Fair, that's got to be one of the easiest jobs to step into right now, isn't it? Uh, I mean, no, that's a lot of work. Just think of what it has to go. I think it, I would be more inclined to believe you, but when you cannot get a kid to come in to pick up trash and you need okay. to hire 2,000 people, right. okay. that would be incredibly difficult, right? Fair. But I'm reading, I'm looking at some That's of the story, fair. right? So uh, uh, Jerry Hammer, right, longtime guy who ran it, um, passed this over to Renee, Renee Alexander. And I know she's been running marketing for the past 13 years, right? Yep. And what I think is really interesting is about that time, that long ago, remember when all of a sudden January 1st would come around and they'd say, a new fair item hits the state fair. And then January 17th comes, a new band is promoted for the state fair. And then February 1st comes and maybe she's the one in charge of what we need to do is make a state fair story every month, every 15 and days. And strategically release it where, okay, we're going to put this out in the news on the Monday after Christmas. Because all these radio dopes, like the GL guys, are going to talk about it on their show during the newscast. My I mean, point being, I get that. That's a fair argument and a good rebuttal about finding people to work. I get all of that's that. That's hard. But you're still only talking about 12 days. I get that. Reavers, you know how precarious the state fair is? How precarious is it? One thing has to happen there. One bad event has to happen there, and the state fair crunches. Right? And God forbid something seriously happens safety-wise. I don't believe you, but continue. You don't think so? But continue. You, okay, so my my supposition is is we've had some uh, shooting outside of the state fair. I think we had one at the Midway this year, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that has to happen just a little bit more. And people are saying, that's it. I'm out. I'm not doing it. Right? And they'll take that time, just like it's happening in Minneapolis right now. People are just not going back to Minneapolis, even though it may be safe on any given night. It's not safe in aggregate. Right? Well, that's in the. That, I guess that's the part that always humors me is when, in fact, it, this just happened yesterday, where uh, someone that I follow had posted out, "Oh, I guess this is a bad day for the crime so bad in Minneapolis mm -hmm. crowd," where they're posting a a video or a, or a piece on a new high rise that's being developed. Sure. Well, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. But two things can exist at the same sure. time. Yeah. There can be this beautiful new extremely expensive high rise being built where it's going to cost 5 grand a month to live there, mm -hmm. you know, starting level is 5 grand a month to live there. I get that that can happen while yes, crime is out of control. Sure. And it's bad, and it's preventing people from coming there. And Both you, of these things can be happening at the same time. What you really need to say to them is, how many multi-level beautiful buildings are being planned today to go into construction six years from now? Because that answer is None, zero. Right? No one's saying, oh, I mean, all of the stuff that's being built in Minneapolis now is 10 years old in planning. Right. Right? you got to buy the building. you got to get the permits. Fact, it takes years. That's what a lot of these uh, riders and demonstrators were targeting the, the the weekends of George mm -hmm. Floyd. Mm -hmm. Remember the the big the big structures that were on fire yeah. were a lot of these condo buildings that probably had started in development in two thousand and ten. Yeah, remember the building directly across the street from the Excel Energy Center. They burned down that 
low-income apartment building and thought, well, that, you know, that was middle right. of construction. It's like, well, that was dumb. Congratulations. <laughs> right, congratulations. It's low-income, you know, apartment buildings. Why are you burning those down? Yeah, a lot of frustration that, that year. I think I got off the, the, the part of the state fair where I was talking about the thing with the gal about the new job and the 12 days. Maybe, I, maybe I'd moved on. I can't remember. But uh, if, if I knew, like, I'm thinking back to 1989, right? She's just a few years older than me. And I was just a young lad with a mullet, right? <laughs> and if I would have met her and if she would have said, I intern at the fair, my love of the fair, I think Renee and I might have had, like, a chance. Sure. Because there's a house okay. inside the state fair. You know that, right? 1989, yes. you are just graduating high I'm school. I'm 18 years old, just graduated from high so school. So you're about to enroll at the U of M, right? You yep, went to the, U of M. to the U of M. Okay, so let's just say we could get into the Michael J. Fox Mm-hmm. Time machine, rev it up to 88 miles an hour, yep. and we're going back to the year 1989, which is, I believe, the year Back to the Future came out, is it not? Pretty close. Okay, so we're going back in time, mm-hmm. and I pull you aside, and you say, okay, what's up, weird man that seems yeah. to know my name? <laughs> yeah. But I say to you, Mike, listen, I'm seeing the future, okay? And see that young lady over there? Mm-hmm. I, uh, Rachel, Rebecca? Renee Alexander. Renee Alexander. You see, she might just be the Minnesota State Fair intern that you don't know right now. Mm -hmm. You guys are roughly the same age. What if I told you that one day, young 18-year-old Mike Fratelloni that just graduated from Roseville High School. Roseville High School. uh, And about to go to the U of M. Mm -hmm. You could look past all of that. All of the fame and fortune that you are one day going to receive on the beer show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you could get with Renee Alexander. Yep. And you would one day be the first lady of the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> first man, I, I'd go with first And what man, if yes. I had told you that back then, you would have absolutely jumped at that opportunity. I would have done everything I could to impregnate her that <laughs> summer. I would have gone into college at 18 with, she would have been tied to me for oh, years. She would have had no God. choice. I would have done whatever I could, Reavers. Because if you want to hook a woman like that, you got to do yeah. it in 1989. Because now she's, she's like, why would I care, Mike? <laughs> I got the state fair. I've got my own empire. I got, to I got worry the state about. fair. Yeah. Why would I care? So yeah, that's very. We should wow. get her on the on the phone because well, I'm we excited. Probably for have her. less of a chance now than we did two well, minutes ago. Come on, I'm probably not going to impregnate her now. Probably. I, just, yeah, I mean, stranger <laughs> things have happened, but I don't even God. know if she'd find me attractive. All right, that's I, great. But, I, actually, but I, I know, probably can tell you that she's not going to find me. Attractive. I know what the answer would yes. be. Yeah, yeah, I knew that that would be your answer. One hundred percent. I would have tried to lock that down. And you know, I like a good intern. I, did I ever tell you that I'm getting <laughs> senile and just older? No. Just well, let me tell you a little story at the state fair. Are you turning into your very own Joe Sushi? I, I think I am. So okay. I see my good buddy Jason Gillette, right? right, right. And so I go over there, and Jason and I are close. Like, hot tub drunk, close, if you know what I mean. Like, a little too close, right? Not just he and I, a group of people close. Not that we did anything wrong, but, you know, whatever. Right. I was in his wedding close. He was in mine. So I see him, and so I, I kind of want to sneak up because I haven't seen him in years, but I, I, I see him. So I go up, and I kind of grab him by the butt just a little bit. And then the, yeah, he you... turns to me, and I said, hey, how you doing? And he's like, do I know you? Oh, no. I said, uh, oh, my God. I, I thought you were my buddy Jason. <laughs> So I, and your name is Rick. And his name is just some other thing. So I got away with just grabbing some guy's butt at the state fair yeah. because I thought it was Jason. So little tip to the pervs out there. If you want to go around grabbing ass. <laughs> a little tip just, to the pervs. Yeah, just go ahead and think it's your buddy. Wow. And he could see that I was just lost. He could see like, and my wife, little Nicole's looking at me like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. And I'm with my kids, by the way. Yeah. So they're looking at me like, dad. 
don't ever do that again. So I had to apologize to this guy and say, I'm so sorry. I thought you were my buddy, Jason. Uh-huh. You both, he has red hair. You have red hair. Yeah. It's an easy mistake. And then I turned to like the girl he's with and he's, and I said, well, but I know you, like we know each other. Cause I of course knew her. And of course I had no idea who it was. And they had to pull me away. They had to pull me away. And I thought, how many years is it going to be? Till they're pulling me away from everything, or is it the exact same thing that happens to Joe? But Joe is like twenty years older than I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I could I could say yes. Yes. Okay. Knowing some things, but I'm not going to say. You're yes not going to okay because I don't want to out my guy. Joe. You don't want to. You don't want to throw Joe under the bus. But you know he has a legitimate right. He's a little bit older than I am. I just I'm a young. Man, I should be able to look at a buddy that well, I was in his wedding. I can I can answer it this way. Yes, um, he did at two different points today mm. while we were doing the show. Okay, the show was being recorded, and he did answer his cell phone twice. Oh, to which I looked at him and said, "What?" Gave him the "What are you? What are you? Hey, what doing? are you doing?" Well, I'm I'm trying to hear back from somebody. Oh yes, and then I thought, oh, yeah. he was trying to. Get in touch with the St. Paul school superintendent okay. based upon the events at Harding High School. Usually that happens more in the... Okay, two points on that. I'm going to make two points. Okay. One, that usually happens more in the in the summertime where he has a golf outing potentially, yes, right? Yes. So he'd answer his phone. Secondly, why is he producing those segments? What does Rookie do? What is... Uh, producing those segments. Like, well, why isn't he... Why isn't Rookie calling the superintendent of Harding oh, High School? because he... Uh, Joe... Because I was sitting here while he, when he made the initial okay. phone call. He did it to try to get him on for his column. Yeah, okay, for his column. Okay, because... Yeah. So, hypothetically, Rookie's not... Well, but here's the thing, and you'll you'll hear it, because I know you haven't had the chance to listen to today, today's show, because I was still posting it when you mm-hmm. walked in, but... Joe basically did it knowing that, and a lot of people got the curtain pulled back a little bit, Joe knows calling him is going to result to nothing. And that was part of the bit on the show where these people are so protected and they're so insulated from the rest of us that they're unreachable. You you literally cannot get in touch with these people. I wonder if you start every voice message with, hi, this is Joe Souchere. I just want to remind you, you work for me. And you better call me back. My That's telephone been tried. Number. Because there is some truth to that to say, hey, if you don't, and, and by the way, I'm recording every single one of these. If you don't call me back, I'm going to play the recordings and I'm going to call you every day for a freaking year. But you, again, in in, in reality, yes. in our world, yes. that would work. But this is why they, Joel calls it the third rail. They just don't do it. They just don't. They care. don't care. Yeah, you know, it's How the same thing. Well, it's the same thing about what, what with what's going on at the Capitol right now. Mm-hmm. Governor Walls and all the rest of these frauds, they all ran on re-election bids of g- eliminating Social Security tax, mm-hmm. and so now it's time. Okay, let's yeah. go here. Oh, we're not going to do that now. Oh, so you basically spent. A year lying to the public, to the voting public of the state of Minnesota. Yeah. Well, of course they did, because all they care about, and and I'm saying, mm-hmm. basically all politicians, all they care about is remaining in office. Sure, they don't give a damn about sure. us. Not, not not one of them does. Did you guys talk earlier on Garage Logic? Did you talk about the? And I, I don't know if the court cases come out though. The the um, deferment or payment of student loans did that get? It was on the list, but we didn't get a chance okay. to get to it Because I don't think today. anything's happened with that. But that was really kind of an interesting thing that the president could declare all student loans void well, or it, 95% of them. Yeah, that reminds me. i got to start filling out my loans if that's going to happen. Yeah, and then to say – and then to have the court say, well, you actually can't do that. So he had – mark me if I'm wrong, and I'm totally going to be wrong on this number, but I think it was 27 million people applied for student loan forgiveness – 
and potentially if I, you know, if I had ten thousand dollars in student loans and somebody was running for president who said, "Hey, I'm going to get rid of those," yeah. hey, he's he's paying me ten thousand bucks to vote for him, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense, and maybe I fall on that side, maybe I don't. It doesn't matter. But I, I would take him much more seriously because, hey, that's I'm going to make ten thousand bucks on this guy. Well, when they find out that he potentially has no right whatsoever to do that and that the Supreme Court's going to strike it down, but it's well past the time. We've already voted for him. He's already president, but the uh, Supreme Court's going to strike it down. That seems kind of disingenuous. So I'm thinking that if someone else is running for president, what they should do is they should say every single person in the United States is going to get a check for $1 million and just say that. And everyone's going to say, oh my God, he's going to give me $1 million. And then Five months later, they're going to say, well, that's unconstitutional. They'll say, hey, sorry, I tried to give you each million dollars. What's the difference, Reverse? I don't know. Right? I don't know. Yeah. So maybe the game that somebody wants to play, and I don't know, maybe Mike Fratelloni should run for president and say, hey, my goal is to give everyone $1 million. Vote for me. To change the subject yeah. entirely? But that's not a bad idea. I, uh, I'd take a million dollars. When I read Kendall's email. Yeah. I had responded to him. Hey, thank you so much for the email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, you know, which I sure. normally do if Super I'm going nice, to use it. And um, much like I did with uh, Linda with uh, Keller Tax Services and mm-hmm. called her Lisa. Oh, yeah. I said, thank you so much for the email, Lindall, as in Chris Lindall. <laughs> oh, no. Not Kendall. Um, uh, so knowing that Kendall listens to the show, I'm going to respond and say, oh, my God, I'm an idiot and I, I'm so sorry. I love that. I, I don't know if everybody here, here, everybody who listens to this show, many of you listen to Garage Logic, and you heard Reavers make the mistake while he's doing a, a live read, which is super important for you. Those live reads are a big deal for yeah. you, right? I did it again today. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. But he was doing a live read for this sweet person who does accounting out of... Not Sock Center. Fo- Sock Center, not yep. Forest Lake. Yep. Yep. And you said Forest Lake, and you gave her first name wrong. And I was like... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I called her by the wrong first name at an event. Oh, at an event. Not okay. on the okay. ad. Well, that's a little bit better. But no, it's, right? it's... I thought, isn't that how you do it? And then you turn to me and see, now, Mike, now she has to pay attention to me because no, she thinks I don't no, know her see, name. No, right? see, I don't do You don't that. play that game? I'm okay. just an idiot. That's, okay, you're that's, just... That's, yeah. that's what, that's what it, it would be that cool if that were the case. <laughs> right. But So what did you do today? What what? I was doing a fine ad for Anderson Brothers uh, Outdoors. And ju- see, the thing is... Joe says I talk too fast, which is probably accurate. Mm. I don't really listen to myself because when I'm talking, I'm not really listening. Um, and so I, he's staring at me while I'm always doing my ads. Yes. And I can feel it because he sits where you're sitting right now. Mm. And I can feel him looking at the me heat, as I'm looking at my copy. His, yes, yeah. And it's slow down. Yeah. He's always doing the sure. with the hand gestures. And so I was reading the copy and seeing him doing that, oh, and I was getting nervous. Okay, and I and I flubbed up a line. Okay, yeah, was so, it a good one? It was. Okay, so yeah, I mean, he does have a certain cadence about his reading that's very smooth. And does he pre-read all of his stories? No, really, no. I don't think I could do that job because what if there was a word that I didn't know how to read? Well, then you just gloss over it. Do it's, I? It's pretty. But easy. but he does it so smoothly. Yeah, and even when he makes an error, he's so smooth. <laughs> Right? I mean, he just, he re, he repairs his He's air. He's not here. On. You don't have to kiss his butt right no, now. No, but I mean, I, I think it's really smooth because um, when I read something, my ADD reading, I'm skipping seven words ahead of time. I'm an extremely fast reader. I don't know if you know that about me, Reavers. Ah. Right? I, I, but I don't get much of what's there because right. I'm cranking through it. Right. So when I have to slow down and read some directions or something, it doesn't happen. Right? I just can't do it. Right. And I surely couldn't do it live on the radio. No. And it's it's an acquired skill that I have yet to master. You do it really well. well I do how you. every time you start, you're like, <clears throat> you like 
preset, and you can hear this like <clears throat> <laughs> Dateline. In any ways, yeah, in yeah. any ways. Well um, done. All right, Michael, thank you. Hey, Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor. If you would like, please rate and review the show wherever you happen to be Even listening. Even if you don't like it. Even do if you it. don't like it, just rate and review it for our sake, please. Uh, that's Mike Fredoloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.